All right, everyone. Welcome to another edition of What's What VR. We have our friend, Mayor President Sharon Westenbroom. How are you? I'm doing well, Brandon. Thanks for having me again. No, thank you. It's I'll start. I say it at the end all the time, but everybody's got more important people to talk to than me. So I appreciate you taking uh -huh. some time to fill us in on what's going on. We've got a lot happening. We're where we just uh, we're right there at hurricane season, working its way in and trying to get people. You know, people need to know kind of what's going on and some different things there. But wanted to get you in and talk about a little bit about that. And we hear there's some of the you know the get healthy initiatives. And so where do we dive in at? What's kind of the, what's happening well, today in your world? Let's start, let's start with the get healthy. You mentioned that uh, as you, uh, in your comments, and then we'll talk about some of the, earth. let me just say this, we're not uh, at a shortage of issues to talk about. So I'll just <laughs> share that with you. Uh, but you okay. know, we have our go get healthy program, which is housed within the mayor's uh, it's, it is housed within our Mayor's Healthy City Initiative. And the Go Get Healthy uh, program focuses on addressing food insecurity, increasing access, promoting healthy habits, uh, and eliminating food deserts. And so what we have been doing, Brandon, is working with coalitions and organizations that produce and distribute fresh food, uh, provide educational opportunities that connect our community members with the local food system to improve their food security and overall health. And so uh, recently, as I said, we have a number of partners, but um, recently we have nine new partner organizations. And this just goes to show you what can happen uh, with partnerships, public-private partnerships. So now we have the American Heart Association, Bad Roots Community uh, Farm, Our Lady of the Lake, LSU Health North Clinic, and Top Box Foods. And um, the new partners that are going to be working with us will receive a combined total of $175,000 in grants to focus on Go Get Healthy goals. Uh, so we can increase the opportunity for people to have affordable and nutritious food within their communities. Wow. You mentioned the food deserts, and I was reading about that a while back. You know, and it's amazing. Sometimes people don't realize what it is. I have a friend of mine who he's, he's got a CPA firm and somebody came in and, you know, from another country and he was talking with him. I forget the exact story of how it all connects, but he had asked her what was the most interesting thing. This woman, she was, I think, from China, I believe, and was like, what was the most interesting thing that you find different here? And the answer was, everything you eat comes out of a can or a box. You know, it was nothing fresh. And it really, like, it sunk in, and it kind of resonated a little bit, where it was like, man, even, you know, from the macaroni and cheese to, you know, the tuna, like, it's all there, you don't, it's not fresh. And so we started talking about it, and then, this was years ago and it's amazing. I'm not knocking the grocery stores. I like my grocery stores, but like to get to a produce stand, to find some of that fresh, not only is it, it's fresher, I believe, but it lasts longer and it's so much, you know, it's a lot cheaper, frankly, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. And you, it's, I was there not too long ago at one and I was, I had to ask, I'm like, did you really ring everything up? Is that it? That's all I owe you. You sure? You know, <laughs> but 
not everybody has that access, you know, to be able to find that right around the corner from their house. So I think this is to hear that you've got that many more people getting involved in helping solve the problem. That's what we need, yes. right? It's about solving yeah. the problems. Yeah. You know, uh, I too love uh, uh, fresh produce. I love vegetables. Uh, I'm a vegetable girl and I just love uh, vegetables. And so what I like about what we're doing with our Go Get Healthy initiative, we also have uh, gardens that are emerging throughout our community, whether it's at Capitol High School, Glen Oaks High School, uh, Howell Park, uh, we have gardens that are now emerging. So people in those areas have access to uh, fresh produce. But we're glad that we've got partners who are working with us throughout the city, like Scotlandville Community Development Corporation, uh, Kingdom Connection Changing Lives, Baton Garden Alliance, Southern Coffee, Front Yard Bikes, Perfectly Suited, Scotland Saturdays, Sweet Jones Farms, and the YMCA of uh, cap the Capital Area at the ExxonMobil branch. So all of these partners are helping us close the, um, the grocery gap in our community while we continue to press towards getting uh, grocery stores where those gaps exist. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big feat. <laughs> it's, as I say, kind of juggling water on a lot of things. It's constantly moving and how do you keep up with it? And like you said, there's enough initiative. So what else is happening over there? You know, yeah. I know we've got, I know, like, I guess, like you said, we could go all day on what's yeah. happening, but. Well, you know, we want, is... we want people to, um, now I'm going to be very honest with you. Um, we have not had any serious threats of hurricane this season. My people don't even want me to speak the word hurricane out of my mouth, but I have told them when I speak it, I'm saying it in the sentence we will not have a, an eventful hurricane season. That's my prayer. God, please, that we will not have an eventful hurricane season. But nevertheless, we still have to be prepared or we would be presumptuous, right? And so we want our uh, residents uh, to make sure that they are red stick ready. And I love that red stick ready phrase. Um, they can... Uh, get text notifications from the city parish by texting Red Stick Ready, all caps and no spaces, to 225-243-9991. And so when people do this, then they enroll for updates uh, from the mayor's office of Homeland Security and emergency preparedness. And people can be prepared by having emergency supplies, uh, making sure they have water in their home. And right now, I think that uh, everyone should consider flood insurance if you don't already have it. Uh, because while we know that some people live in flood zones and some don't, the truth of the matter is managing water uh, is a way of life for us here in South uh, Louisiana. So I'd, I'd uh, like for people to go on the side of being of having that flood insurance and not uh, having flood insurance. I, I, I know that you know a lot of people who flooded um, uh, in the main flood, including yourself. And, you know, I will tell you that we've um, 
had a special contractor to pick up debris because I told my people it's, you know, folks are working to get back in their homes. And I don't want people constantly being reminded of the experience by seeing that debris out there. And so we really went to work on getting the debris uh, by hiring contractors, uh, you know, to pick up uh, the debris expeditiously. And our goal, um, if there's still any debris left out there, our goal is to have it picked up within the next week, uh, weather permitting. And, and I am going to venture off, Brandon, if I may, mm -hmm. into the fact that we are working uh, tirelessly on drainage because it is a hot topic. And I understand it. Um, last week, we uh, allocated $20 million in funding uh, from the American Rescue Plan to expedite drainage projects in our parish. And uh, I believe that folks already saw uh, some of the uh, work that was being done last week immediately. And so we're going to continue to clean out storm drains, remove sediment and debris to ensure that water can flow and drain effectively uh, during rain events and storms. So we're, we're working on it and it's, it's a top priority for our administration. That's a lot of money to throw, you know, right out of the gate at it. So I think that's a big, I think, yeah, people have talked about it. You know, as you mentioned, I, everyone knows I flooded. I flooded in 16. I flooded, you know, six weeks ago. Um, I was fortunate enough to where all the debris, everything I got out of my house, my neighbor came over and was like, hey, when's that debris going to leave? And I said, well, what do you mean? And they go, well, we're putting our house up for sale. And we really don't like the idea of that. And I was like, well, I don't know. And he was like, can I haul it off for you? And I was like, you know what? There you go. That's going to help you sell your house. You're more than welcome to haul it off. He's like, I don't want to give anybody the idea because he didn't flood there or get any water. So I lucked out there. But I think I've told people, I think, you know, it, it's it's not fun. I've been through it multiple times in different houses, as a matter of fact. But I would hope everybody would also understand that six weeks ago, drainage, yes, is important, but also let's just face the fact of we got a whole lot of rain really, really fast, yeah. you know, and for somebody who flooded and is dealing with the pain of it, I'm at least, you know, saying like, that's, that was incredible, you know, what happened. Yeah. So, you know, we, we got, we had, um, one journalist has described what we've been experiencing experiencing as showers on steroids. And I think that uh, captures it all. But um, I too flooded in 2016. So I know the pain, I know the frustration. Uh, I get it. And that's why it's, it's so, that's one of the reasons uh, I, I tried to expedite um, addressing these uh, issues. So you know, we, I will tell you, um, things are moving forward in that area. And as you know, uh, it, we're reopened for business, events, activities now in the city. Have you noticed the buzzing going around? I, I started this show right in the beginning, you know, like, right. It was almost like, hey, we're shutting everything down. And the next week I started talking to people and you can go to the website and watch every episode. And it's I do it every now and then people's demeanor is changed, you know, to where like, if you were talking to somebody in May of last year, it was like, 
And I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to try. We're going to adapt. We're going to retool. It's, we made a joke one time. We we're going to try to go back and watch all the episodes and count how many times people said the word pivot, you know, throughout the show. But now you can see, I love more than anything driving, you know, whether it be down Florida Boulevard, Corsi, Sherwood, you know, everyone's hiring, you know, and I think that is just absolutely amazing that, you know, people are hiring. We're trying to get people to work, you know, that it's coming alive again. And I think we all knew it was going to happen, right? It was just a matter of when, and now it's just this explosion of business. That I feel like that people are excited. They want to do things, you know, good luck getting a condo, you know, going to the beach right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, well, I'm very, um, I'm very excited about um, what I see in the community. Um, I, I see um, a lot of resemblance of our community prior to COVID-19 last year, the outbreak. Uh, but I also see some real positive uh, changes and transformations that are taking place uh, with many of our businesses. Uh, but last week was a busy weekend uh, in, in Baton Rouge. You know, there were a lot of outdoor activities uh, going on. And I know we'll see some more this upcoming um, weekend. But we are still encouraging people to go ahead and, and get that vaccine because um, we've been working uh, to increase our numbers. We've administered over 10,000 vaccinations at our sites, and we're still making them free and accessible to people. Uh, one of our preferred locations actually is at the Mall of Louisiana. We see a lot of people come mm -hmm. through there. Uh, but we also have um, still the site um, set up, our FEMA uh, site over on Florida um, Boulevard as uh, well. So we, we're trying to touch all pockets of our community. So if people want to receive a vaccine and we hope that they would, uh, we have the opportunities there for them. Yeah, I think we're seeing that everywhere. I see, you know, some of the masks are dropping, you know, at some places. I told somebody the other day I was able to, I went to Costco and didn't have to have one on. So I was very excited, you know, mm -hmm. there. Um, but I think it's what's, every, I, I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm wired to be an optimist, right? There's always got to be something better, <laughs> you know, there. Um, and I think even after the, you know, the floods of 16, we came out, you know, better and stronger and people adapted and we realized we were able to help each other. I think this most recent, I think the pandemic, it's changed things. You know, just even literally what we're doing right now, we're on a Zoom call, we're able to communicate information. We didn't have to get into a room. We didn't have to get a whole camera crew. We didn't have to set all this stuff up and try. It's a quick jump on a computer for a little bit. We do some information, but we're able to share information. And I think that's, the key, you know, amongst everything is communicating with everyone and letting them know this is this is the new way we're going to do things. Or here's, you know, the way that, you know, takeout works at a restaurant or, you know, I was able to drive through pizza pickup the other day. It's all these things make the community better. And now that everybody's rallying around, you know, events and starting to get back together, I think we're going to be better than we were before. I really do. I, and, I do, too. I do, too. And I was searching for one of my favorite quotes, but um, you know what you said 
um, Brandon, you reiterated what I think is part of the fabric of our community. And that is, we are a very resilient community. And when the going gets tough, we rally together as a community. Um, and and I, I don't know too many other communities that have that type of uh, resiliency. So I believe that's part of the character and fabric of our community. Absolutely. I've got, you mentioned in quote, I have on my desktop, it says, I've got it written on the, my desktop background. It's the quote from William Pollard. It says, the arrogance of success is to think that what you did yesterday will be sufficient for tomorrow. And Ooh, so I think it's, you know, we have to keep changing. We have to keep, you know, adapting. And as people yeah. get excited and they're out ready to go spend some money, I think it, it's just going to make us stronger. And it's going to allow people to do different things that they weren't able to do before, experience things that they weren't able before. And I've been saying it since the 16, you know, if you're living in Baton Rouge and you've been here long enough, we've got floods, hurricanes, you know, we've had every possible thing. You can have. We got a lot of good potential authors that could write some stories, yeah. you know, at the end of their life of everything that they've been through. So it's, um, It'll work out well, I think, at the end. So I believe that. So to, you know, uh, my quote that I was searching for is from uh, Simon Sinek, and he talks about. I'm I'm not going to quote him verbatim, but it, he talks about there is nothing that can't be accomplished when a, a group of people uh, are focused on a common goal and all head in that direction. And I believe that's that's so true. And uh, that's what I have seen also here in the spirit of our, our citizens as well. Yeah. Simon's amazing. I've had a chance to talk with him before. And, really? And, uh, yeah. And we've, uh, we've talked about him coming actually to Baton Rouge. So uh, more to come on that down the road, but he's a, he's a really good guy and he knows a lot, you know, he's got an interesting perspective perspective you know on things where he kind of talks about you know you can get whatever you want as long as you go for it but you don't stop other people from getting what they want you know and yeah. I think there's a lot of truth to that that yeah. we've got to look at things differently you know it used to be you know I used to tell people the story in the middle of the kind of the height of the pandemic that if you wanted to sell you know PPE mask to a hospital you know you had to get on a vendor list and had to go through procurement you had to do all these other things and at the height of it, really, all you needed to do was just to show up with them in the back of your truck. You know, the lines in the sand, people have changed. The way business is being done has changed. And I think people need to just go after it and just go, well, it's not like that was, you know, we couldn't do it because we, I'm not on a vendor list or I'm not there. Go out and start talking to people. You know, people are open, especially I've noticed, you know, in your office on initiatives that we've all worked on, you know, at the state level and even big business, people are looking for ways for people to be innovative. And so you don't have an excuse anymore to say, well, I can't, you know, I can't, I don't have the money to go fly to Washington, D.C. To do, you don't have to get on Zoom. It's free, you know, drop it yeah. down to less than 40 minutes. You can talk to whoever you want for free as much as you want. So... It's, um, and I will really say that, you know, one, one of the positive outcomes of COVID-19, in addition to having a vaccine, but one of the positive outcomes uh, is the fact uh, that people have become more creative, 
uh, more innovative. And I've seen the entrepreneurial spirit really peak during this season. And that that's a good thing. No, and it's good for the community, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's it gets people engaged, you know, more and they're trying new things. And I think that's what, that's what it's about. And that's how we're going to grow as a community. I think, you know, being able to share experiences, we've done a lot in the 3d modeling world to be able to show people places in, in Baton Rouge that they'd never be able to go to, you know, so they can see it online. So I think overall, I think it, it's not, I don't want to say it's never a good thing that we went through, but we came out of it, you know, better than we went into it. I think at the end of the day. So, and I think I can say I'm allowed to say that because I did COVID and double pneumonia at the same time. Wow. So, it, um, so I get to, I got to get a little bit of a pass. I think. You, you've you earned that. You've people. earned the right. You've earned the right. Yes. So, well, anything um, you mentioned just to touch base before I let you run out of here, we've got a lot of money going after that drainage stuff, but is there, you guys can't possibly know everything or these groups that are working on it. Is there ways that, you know, we want people, you know, is there a, Hey, I've got a culvert that's backing up in my, you know, into my street, or is there, if they get on the website or is it DPW or, you know, what would they, what would be the answer? Cause it's, you can throw money at it, but yeah. at the same time, if you don't know, you don't know. That's a very good uh, point. Two things. One is we, we have uh, started, our stormwater master plan, which is strategically looking at areas where drainage problems exist uh, and finding out what those, where those areas are and what are the issues. Secondly, people, uh, so we are using GIS mapping as well to help with that. Secondly, uh, if people have a problem, um, they can certainly, um, put their call 311. They can certainly call 311 uh, about their particular issue. And they can always email me at uh, mayor at brla.gov, mayor at brla.gov. Yeah, and I think that's important. You know, we have a rule, kind of an unspoken rule in our office that if you've got a problem, we want you to bring it to the forefront, but you're not able to, you're not allowed to bring that problem without a potential solution. You know, like I don't need people just complaining. And I'll say this because it's probably easier for me to say it, but it's one thing for people to complain. But if, if you're going to call, if you're going to run around and complain to everybody in town about, you know, your drainage problem or whatever it is, and you're not willing to pick up and call and tell the guy on the other end of three, one, one, I don't know how to help you, buddy. You know, I really don't because your Facebook friends are not solving your problem. <laughs> so very you know, true. just being blunt with it. <laughs> That's very true. And we do want to, you know, we want to help our citizens. We want to uh, solve the issues. Uh, and it works better when we all are working together towards uh, that solution. Our, our goal is certainly to provide the services that our citizens deserve. And uh, we will never back away from that. And it sounds like, you know, with, you know, the GIS modeling, we've done some work in that area, but every little bit of every data point helps, right? You know, even if it's, you know, like, hey, you may not be flooding in your house, but you might be having, you know, rising water, you know, every time it rains a little bit, it's like, feed that data in and maybe that helps because this is a domino effect. It's not always, you know, we only want to hear from people who take in three feet of water. 
you know, let us know. So that's an easy rant and rave, however you wish. Be grateful, be unsaid, but just make sure to make the call and let people know so that the people yeah. that are working on it know where to go to look. Absolutely. And I will tell you that uh, we um, certainly use data as a driving force to address the challenges that we have. And um, I will, I'll also tell you that there have been a number of people who have uh, emailed us about areas of concern. And I really do appreciate those individuals who uh, have emailed. So we're going to keep, we're going to keep pushing and uh, we'll, we're, get, we're getting there. Well, last bit, we think we touched it a little bit. You know, we're hoping, like you said, for a good, quiet hurricane season. But just to remind everybody, you know, that red stick ready, you know, get the list, you know, get everything. It doesn't take much. You know, no. it's like a set of batteries. You know, if you just throw them in the grocery cart, set them to the side. But it's if you don't, you'd be amazed at what what you need, you know, or how much it's going to help you. If you just take just a couple little extra, you know, buy a couple little items, yeah. you know, it's, um, it's a big deal. Yeah. This is the time. This is the time to gather emergency supplies, um, non-perishable foods, fresh water uh, for uh, your home and your pets. Um, and also once again, that number to get text notifications is two, two, five, Two four three nine 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 one two two five two four three nine 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 one, and just text in all caps red stick ready. Um, and I I'd like to talk. We have any more time left, Brandon? Oh, absolutely. I want it's one thing uh, I want to transition that I didn't mention, but it's real important. And and I want to talk about the fact that we have launched our safe, hopeful neighborhoods project. Uh, within our safe, hopeful, and healthy uh, program. And one of the projects is our Resident Leader Academy. So we are uh, working to educate, inspire, and empower residents with the necessary tools uh, to affect change that residents want to see. And so um, we're working with a curriculum uh, to help these resident leaders uh, sustainably improve their neighborhoods through improving the quality of place. We, um, our resident leaders will be eligible for a $2,500 grant uh, to support the implementation of their improvement project. And our hope is that we can empower our community leaders to help us lead the change in our uh, community. I had an opportunity to go to the opening session uh, for the resident leaders. And I was very uh, delighted to see how many people have signed up and really want to be a part of the solution in their neighborhoods. So that's a great thing. So that's so I'm behind the curve on this one. So this is, you know, individual neighborhoods. We're looking for people to step up and say, you know, I'm going to take some ownership. I'm going to be the liaison, I guess, or, you know, I'm the one in, you know, my neighborhood, you know, exactly. kind of that. Yeah. We've got not to run down the whole chain mm -hmm. of command and bureaucracy, but you get down at that, you know, council level, but that's still that councilman has a large area. So we're almost, it's kind of right. like another layer, not an elected by any means, but somebody oh, no. wants to volunteer to step up and say, Hey, I live in this neighborhood and I want to do, I'm, you know, call me, 
you know, or let me know what I need to do. And then you guys have the ability to kind of teach them and mentor them on what to do, how to do it, how to get probably resources that they need from the city. Am I reading between the the tea leaves the right way? (laughs) Actually, what they're doing is um, they are um, like some of the boots on the ground, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the eyes and ears of many things that ha- many things that happen in their uh, community. And so, um, for example, if they see that there's, uh, they, if they want to initiate a cleanup day, if they think that's going to help their community, they we will give them the tools that they uh, need to to do that. And so, uh, people can find out information uh, about the. Uh, resident leader program and other initiatives by going to um, brla.gov and safe, hopeful, healthy BR. Safe, hopeful, healthy BR. Uh, put that in and you'll get to the link and you can find out a lot of the programs that we help have to empower uh, neighborhoods. That's awesome. Because I really believe, you know, government is there to help orchestrate, but it takes the individual people. You have to take up, you know, some personal accountability, you know, that if it's your neighborhood, you can't expect, you know, just to complain and have somebody come in and clean it up for you, you know, take part in it yourself. You know, these people, they're your neighbors, you know, work on it, you know, a Saturday afternoon together. And if you don't have the resources, there you go. Now, you know where to find it. We'll help. We'll help. Yes. Well, that's awesome. I'd love to hear how that rolls out and how we can, expand that you know if there's anything we can do to help with it i'd love to help too so well we'll give you an update on our net the next time i'm uh, i speak with you we'll give you an update absolutely well i really appreciate you taking the time doing this with us every couple of weeks and just it's like i told you one of the top viewed shows is when we have you come on and talk and tell people i think it gives them a chance to really connect and feel and understand rather than you know we're not looking for sound bites here we want people to understand that you know we're all we're we're all individuals and we're all in the same community and we're all kind of going the right direction just sometimes we need somebody to navigate the jump the hurdles for us so we appreciate that well thank you thanks for having me and i look forward to our next conversation awesome you have a great day okay you too bye-bye